Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Which brings us to our full court press. Paul Flannery from WEEI.com. He is our go-to guy. He's the guy when we need the segment done right, we know we're safe going to him. If Bobby Valentine had anybody like Paul Flannery, he could go to in the bullpen. Of course, he does in Daniel Bard, but that's another story for another time. Things would be a lot better across the street at Fenway. Uh, this let, Let's start with the notion of, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to get in trouble with the people that employ me, uh, as I have want to do in, from time to time, and I don't want to be the one to say the words consumer fraud out loud, but I think the NBA might need to, at the very least, have a meeting about how you address situations like this when so many of the top stars, or at the very least, make it clear to people buying tickets at the start of the season, or we could all do a better job of saying, you're at your own risk here in the final week. It's really a shame, because when you look at the schedule, you saw Celtics-Miami last week of the season, you're thinking, this, this could be something good. This could be something great. And now it's not. Now it's, now it's Terrell Harris. I mean, it and, almost was. And, right, and Dexter Pittman, you know, and, and that's fine. I, I understand what teams do. I don't, I don't think teams, especially coaches, have that much of an obligation. Their obligation is to get their team right, healthy, and ready for the playoffs. All right. So if now some teams abuse that too, and that's that's a different story. So it's a very tricky thing. I'm not sure how you regulate this. I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm on the other side of that because I think that players, when they play a certain amount of games, and you're not playing for playoff position, I'm not sure what you can tell a person. I mean, do you tell a person that at the beginning of the year, when he comes to a game and LeBron James happens to be hurt? I don't think that you yeah, I think you could be going down a very slippery slope if you decided to maybe even try to go that way. All right, well, here's a slippery slope right now for the Celtics. It's pretty clear as the dust starts to settle, and it's a very complicated week to pick out individual details. But some at some point in the last 7 to 10 days, uh, the Ray Allen injury has gone to number one with a bullet here of primary concerns, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he says he has bone spurs, but that's kind of nebulous. What he has is swelling, and until the swelling goes down, he can't play because he can't move with the swelling. Hold on. The nebulous, that sounds like a worse injury than the Bulls <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, it's, yeah, the nebulous. Right. It's, uh, That's a word I saw on Star Trek. Star Trek, they yeah. use that? Yeah, nebulous. Was that an, uh, is the it name was of a character? It's actually a, a planet. I thought it was something that no, might have attacked the ship. No, 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 planet. So, but the, it's, 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 much more than a, it's much more than a sprained ankle. Let's yeah. put it that way. Well, I think that Ray in the situation right now, obviously you look at it and he's hurt. And I think that the only question about that, people are starting to question Ray's character. And I'm just saying, this is what they're saying. It's not me. It's unfortunate. But it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. but people are questioning his, his character because they're saying that Ray is pouting because he does not want to come back. And the fans look at it a different way than a player would look at it because the fans don't know what they see is a guy who looks healthy, who comes out and shoots, and they don't really know the situation. You don't have any specific experience with that? No, not at all. Uh, Not at all, Sean. All right, well, uh, speaking of Ray, obviously he's getting Wally pipped here, at least in the short term. 
because of the remarkable – a lot of things have happened with this team. Kevin Garnett having the year that he had, defying all logic and everything we know about the NBA and, and bodies at age 35 and 36, adding to the legend of his Hall of Fame career. The improvement of Greg Steamsma from the start of the year until late in the year has really not been paid a lot of attention to, and the reason is because – Avery Bradley, it's one thing to have that overnight click. We see guys have a good stretch and they take a step forward, but they rarely continue to get better and better and better as the season goes on. And uh, you wrote about this the other day. Can he win most improved player? He probably can't because he's not getting talked about it enough. But I, if, what, is, what, is, what does most improved mean? Does it mean a guy who goes from 14 points a game to 20 points a game? You know what it is. It's nebulous. It's, it's, that's exactly what it is, Sean. It is nebulous. But the thing with Avery Bradley is he's doing things he couldn't do last yeah, year. Yeah, that's amazing. He could, that he couldn't do in January, by the way. Right. All of a sudden, he's got a corner three, a pull-up jumper. He's got the back cuts. I mean, come on now. I asked him this, you know, earlier in the year. I said, would you have made a cross-court pass in transition last year? And he said, no He, he would have, and he would have been sitting for the next two yeah, weeks. It, it was, he would have made a cross-court pass. would have been out of bounds. would have been out of bounds. <laughs> I, I think one of the things you look at him is, obviously, players like him grow through practice or practicing with players. Him playing behind Rondo or playing with Rondo every day, play against Paul Pierce and Ray Allen, that has been a Celtic tradition for many years. You watch that with John Halbachek, you watch it with Larry, I mean, you watch it with Kevin McHale, guys coming off the bench, or Larry Siegfried, names like that, guys coming from no place, and all of a sudden people saying, wow, that guy can play. Well, they could play, but they were behind other people who were playing before them. Right. This league is all about opportunity. Right. It's all about opportunity. And, you know, the, the thing that's made Avery's rise so amazing is that, as we've been, as we've been talking about, he keeps adding stuff to his game almost. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was talking, I was talking to some, some of the people in the front office right before we came up here, and nobody knows what his ceiling is anymore. It's, it's kind of undefined. Everybody knows he's a good defender. Everybody knew he had this offensive ability. It hadn't shown itself yet. But people don't know what his ceiling is. Has your view of what is possible for the Celtics changed over the last few weeks? And I will, this is how I described it, and then let me know what you think. I have upgraded them from puncher's chance to a chance. Dangerous. Dangerous. I'm calling them dangerous now, and I agree with you. Puncher's chance, veteran team, not going to go down easy, going to go down with a fight. But now, and here's the big thing, if they have Petrus back, if Ray Allen is back, Derek Rose, that to me is the puncher. That's the big more one. than a puncher, it's dangerous. Dangerous. I, I agree totally with what you guys were saying because if you look at it in the beginning, in the middle of the year, I didn't think this team would make the playoffs. I mean, the way they were playing. But all of a sudden, so many different things came in and came the right way. Avery started to play better. Kevin Garnett gets in, is forced into another position that he redefines right now for this team. So all these things kind of came together, and the team gelled together, and that's why I, I get a vote this year for Coach of the Year. That's why I'm voting for Doc Rivers. You know, that, that's a great call, Matt. He's not getting talked about this at all because, and it's strange, he has a veteran team, guys who don't make waves, but these were not necessarily popular moves that he made in the locker room. Not at all. They fought, you know, and they said, this better work, Doc. You know. Coach of the Year is this, this is a wide-open coach of the year kind of season because even guys you were talking about a month ago like Kevin McHale and Stan Van Gundy have completely fallen off the chart you know the Indian will ever pay any attention to Indiana but Frank Vogel obviously has to be on the, on the short list what Tom Thibodeau has done without Derrick Rose most of the year so it's a fascinating coach of the year season to me I'm going to suggest that the three of us maybe we don't all see MVP the same way and the only reason I'm going to bring it up here 
is that someone whose name everybody knows, who we has been around this team for several decades, shocked me uh, just earlier tonight, and I will not reveal his name, when he told me he, he put LeBron third on his MVP ballot. When, to me, this is one – and I, I'm someone who, by the way, in the 13 years I voted whatever Tommy Heinsohn. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I, you're getting close, but no, I will not. It was not Tommy Heinz. No. Uh, in the 12 years I voted in the league, or however many, it's 13. I'm, about, I'm almost 50-50. I've often voted for the guy that didn't win, but this year, to me, this is one of the easier years. Easy, easy. It's LeBron. I actually have Chris Paul second and Durant yeah, third. That's. Yeah, but Chris I don't Paul's have a there. vote. What, what can we do about that? Can we change that? I, I really, I, I don't know. I mean, somebody could, one of us could meet with an accident. It's true. I'm sure. Is there a, a, any doubt in your mind? You put. Uh, Durant's, is Durant second? Is Chris Paul third? Where's Tony Parker in this list? Who's the? It may be a more interesting question. Who's the highest Celtic on the list? Because I know nationally everyone's going to say Rondo. I'm not it's sure Garnett. that's the right answer. It should be Garnett. Well, it should be Garnett. Well, the way that Garnett is played here, it would definitely be Garnett. Uh, MVP, I think it would definitely be LeBron James, the way he's played this year, considering, and, and this even more so, all the pressure he's had on him in these last couple of years and all the scrutiny he had last year, for him to have this kind of year impacting his team, to me, has been amazing. All right, that's our full court press still to come. We'll talk to the head coach about how he is managing this final week with so many different guys unavailable. When we return, our trip around the NBA, oh, Billy Hunter, no, you didn't. We'll tell you the whole story when we continue leading up to the Celtics and the Heat here at the Garden, top of the hour on the WEEI Celtics Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.